afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson with the October 30th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is preparing you for the November 3rd election. There are a number of important races on that ballot, and today we're going to discuss one that I think is perhaps more important than any other on the local level, and that is your race for district attorney of the Augusta Circuit. The Augusta Circuit includes Augusta, Richmond County, it includes Columbia County, as well it includes Burke County. So while it's named the Augusta Circuit, it actually uh, includes three counties, and the person that we elect for this role will have uh, a great influence over how crimes are prosecuted, who is prosecuted, uh, what types of sentencing will be recommended for those individuals, how aggressively they will be pursued, et cetera, et cetera. So this uh, position is a key role in our criminal justice system. However, before we start talking about that, I want to go back to the census. There's something very important that has changed since the last time that uh, we talked. Uh, last week on our show, I had two guests from the Greater Augustus Interfaith Coalition. They were Bishop Willie Jackson and Ms. Carrie Smith, uh, who were carrying out key roles with that organization, and they talked about our final push for the census. At that time, we thought that the census was going to end on September 30th, and when we say census is going to end, the self-response period and the enumerators would cease all operations as of the end of September. However, immediately after that, uh, a judge ruled uh, that the census period had to continue through the October, to the end of October, October 31st. Uh, you will recall this year being 2020, the helter-skelter year that it's been, the initial self-response deadline was going to be the end of July. And then because of COVID-19, the federal government extended that to the end of October. And then they made a quick decision somewhere in there to cut that back to the end of September. So now based upon litigation, there is uh, a challenge uh, that uh, has been successful and the census period now extends through the end of October. So that means that you have not completed the census. You still have time to, you still got a month. Um, please, if you are comfortable using the computer, you go to 2020census.gov and there you can complete it. It's a very short process. It only takes a few minutes. Uh, you can do it by phone. If you've lost that piece of paper, uh, you can um, uh, do it by phone or uh, by computer. Uh, there are people available to assist you. The Greater Augusta Santa Fe Coalition representatives have census stations at the Grovetown um, City Hall, uh, the Municipal Building on Telfair Street, the South Augusta Tag Office as, on Peach Orchard Road, as well as the uh, John Ruffin Courthouse. Volunteers are there from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. Now, as we prepare for the district attorney's race, I have both candidates. This is a partisan race. There is a Republican candidate who is the incumbent, Ms. Natalie Payne. 
as well as a Democratic challenger who is Jared T. Williams. Both of them agreed to join me today and I've given each one of them about six minutes. So uh, we'll talk to them. Uh, you'll hear their comments after I have a chance to talk to you a little bit about the role and responsibilities of the DA. The way I want you to think about DA is the middle person. And what do I mean when I say that? First thing I mean is the first line of defense in a public safety or law enforcement system is going to be your local sheriff's office or your police department. That is to say that the uh, patrol officer, the person that works on the street, the investigators within that department uh, who may determine that uh, after investigation and review of files, talking to people, uh, et cetera, et cetera, they decide that someone is guilty of a particular crime and therefore needs to be arrested. The police department handles that part. Then after the police department does what they do, they turn it over to the local prosecutor, who in this case is the district attorney. The district attorney will review the facts. They may do some additional investigation. It's not unusual for them to have investigators in their offices either. And then they decide if that case needs to go before a grand jury. The grand jury makes a decision as to whether the individual needs to be indicted. And then you make it into the court in front of a judge and or a jury. So that DA, district attorney, being the office in the middle, has a huge influence over how various types of cases are handled. So if you are unhappy about the criminal justice system, uh, if you want to make reform, the DA's office is one of those places where reform can take place. So I just want to make sure that your focus is on the right place when people refer to it as a judicial system, it is that, it is a system. Judicial, law enforcement, public safety, whatever you wanna call it, it's all a system. Police department is one cog, DA's office is a cog, and then the judiciary, the judges and the jury are a cog in that system. So having laid that out for you, I want to give you some basic information about the district attorney's office, Normally, those offices include younger uh, prosecutors. Uh, many times, the first job out of law school is a job in a local district attorney's office. Because it is often an entry-level job, the pay reflects that. So the pay for somebody in a DA's office is normally going to be less than $60,000 a year for those new attorneys coming out of school. Many times, individuals will start their careers there, work in a prosecutor's office for a few years, and then decide to become criminal defense attorneys. Sometimes they'll work in uh, the local prosecutor's office for a longer period of time and decide that they want to make a career of prosecution and uh, seek jobs at the federal level as part of the U.S. Attorney's Office where they could be uh, prosecutors on the federal level. Other times, lawyers decide after getting a few years of experience that they want to become criminal defense attorneys. And of course, having been a prosecutor for a few years prepares one for criminal defense. So 
Uh, and then every now and then you'll have somebody who decides to be a career prosecutor and who uh, therefore decides to stay there for a career, um, a long period of time. One of my best friends from college, uh, she's a prosecutor in the state of Virginia. She's been doing this now for 30 years, close to it. Um, because prosecution is, is her strong student and that's what she does. Normally you will find in most prosecutors office that those younger, more inexperienced attorneys handle what we would consider to be the smaller, lower level type crimes, less serious type crimes. And as they get more experience, they work their way into the more um, serious crimes such as rape, murder, uh, armed robbery, uh, arson, you know, some of those types of things um, that require a pretty significant skill level and experience to do. So the first thing, one of the first things that that tells us, in addition to being the middle person in the system and having a tremendous amount of influence on the outcome of various arrests, um, also keep in mind that the person that you select for your district attorney is a supervisory attorney. Uh, in any office, there are going to be multiple attorneys here in Augusta, like I said, 25 to 30 uh, attorneys working under the supervision of the district attorney. They typically will have a chief assistant that really helps to a great extent with those supervisory responsibilities. But please keep that in mind. That person is making critical decisions in terms of enforcing the law, but they're also having to work with more junior staff, uh, advise and counsel them about how to go about the job of prosecuting crime. Uh, one of the things that I did in order to prepare for this show was to go to the Georgia Code. If you go to Title 15 about courts, it talks about prosecuting attorneys to get an understanding so that I could explain to you the duties of a district attorney. First, they are to attend each session of the Superior Court unless excused by the judge thereof and to remain until the business of the state is disposed of. So now this might not always be the district attorney him or herself, but it would be an assistant district attorney that works under their supervision. Also to attend on the grand juries, advise them in relation to matters of the law and swear and examine witnesses before them. So, which is to say that the grand jury results are influenced by what they've been advised by the district attorney. Next, uh, they draw up all indictments or presentments which would be requested by the grand jury and to prosecute all indictable offenses. District attorneys prosecute or defend any civil action in the prosecution or defense of which the state is interested unless otherwise specifically provided for. They attend before the appellate courts when any criminal case emanating from their respective circuits is tried to argue the same and to perform any other daily duty therein which the interests of the state may require. They also advise law enforcement officers concerning the sufficiency of evidence, warrants, and similar matters relating to the investigation and prosecution of criminal offenses, which is to say that they work very closely with your local police officers. They also collect all claims of the state, which they may be ordered to collect by the state revenue commissioner and to remit the same within 30 
days after collection and on October 1st of each year to report to the state revenue commissioner the condition of the claims in their hands in favor of the state. And they assist victims and witnesses of crimes through the complexities of the criminal justice system and ensure that victims of crimes are apprised of the rights afforded them under the law. So you can tell there are broad responsibilities here for the district attorney, broad, influential, and have huge consequences for the system of public safety. A few weeks ago, I did a show with Fred Russell, former administrator. Uh, we talked about a number of topics, one of which was the law enforcement system. Um, if you go back and listen to that show, uh, that show is available on my website, JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com, like all of my shows are there. Uh, in that show, we talked about some ways in which it appears that the criminal justice system has sort of gone wrong uh, in terms of, you know, why certain types of crimes uh, can result in jail time, uh, how and why that is, how you prevent crime. Um, in order to prepare for this show, it would be helpful to listen to some of the things that we talked about in that particular show to sort of paint a broad picture uh, for you about uh, what this whole criminal justice system is about. And today, uh, we're going to talk to the candidates to get their perspective on what they have done in their public lives um, so far, what prepares them for this role, and what their perspective is on what law enforcement is and uh, is not, and how all of those systems uh, work together. So at this point, I'm going to first introduce Mr. Jared Williams to you. He's going to respond to a few questions. We'll follow that with our incumbent, Ms. Natalie Payne, and then we'll come back and summarize the show. Today, one of my special guests is Jared T. Williams. He is a candidate for district attorney. He is running on the Democratic ticket. And we are just going to chat with Jared for a few minutes so you can get to know him before you cast your vote. Jared, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. First question I want to ask is uh, a little bit about your public life. Can you tell our listeners what your most significant accomplishment has been in your public life? I would have to say stepping out and running for district attorney. Politics was never something I intended to get into, uh, but after seeing the different struggles of people in the system, um, the way that the system works for some and not for others, uh, I decided that I was going to put my personal career on hold and, and uh, get into public life, get into public service, because uh, I started off at the district attorney's office I was an intern. I'd work from 8.30. I'd get to the courthouse at 8.30, work until 5, and then I'd rush to my grandma's house, take off my suit, put on an apron, and go wait tables till about midnight. Uh, so that's how I started in, in the DA's office, and that's, you know, I worked my way up into becoming an attorney. And serving in that capacity, um, I was able to help victims. Um, one of them that comes to mind is a young man who was shot and paralyzed at, at 21 years old uh, in an armed robbery. Uh, and so going to his home and fighting for him and, and his mother's justice um, 
was something that I, I take a lot of pride in. Um, but my frustration while I worked there was that we had very little options for um, the way that we handle certain cases. You know, not every case is, is like that one where it's a, a violent crime and, and requires a, a, a stiff prison sentence. Um, a lot of the people who come to the system are making mistakes, are, um, are caught into the wrong type of thinking. And we only have two options. You either put them in prison or you put them on probation. And if you put them on probation, typically they reoffend and come back. So um, that was my frustration with it. And what I've been working on ever since is how do we build a criminal justice system that actually reduces crime as opposed to just reacting to it. Um, so in stepping out and um, stepping out on faith to, to take on this race and take on the job of district attorney, I think would be the most significant thing I've ever done. Okay, great. And next question, if you could change one thing about Augusta, what would it be? It would be the criminal justice system. Okay. All right. uh, of, of course, because like I say, right now we have a system that holds people back. We need a system that propels people forward. Um, and when we're gauging success from criminal justice, we need to look at not how many convictions we get, but how many lives we change, how few people return to the system after coming through it. And so I think if we change that about Augusta, we would um, cover over a multitude of, of other issues that we have in the community. Uh, it's obvious that you've given this an awful lot of thought uh, as you've entered this race. Um, and there are lots of other offices that someone like you could run for. So tell me how it is that you determined that DA was the right office that you wanted to seek and what that role means to you. So my candidacy was born not out of some uh, big war room with a bunch of leaders saying, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take over. Um, mine started, I guess you could call my exploratory committee, me on my knees praying and looking at the things that I've noticed about the criminal justice system, both working as an assistant district attorney and as a defense attorney for the past three years, um, seeing the human impact of our system and recognizing how interconnected all of our lives are with the way the criminal justice system operates. Um, and so looking at that and realizing something's not right, we need to do better work. And you don't have to look very far on the news to see evidence of that every single day. And so in knowing that I have the opportunity to, to actually change the way this works and make it work for everyone, um, creating a community that is safer, that's better and more prosperous, um, just by doing the simple job of, of, of keeping people safe better than how we are right now. And understanding that justice is not one size fits all, understanding that kids belong in classrooms, not courtrooms, um, realizing that we can actually find job sites for our young people as opposed to them being in and out of jail cells and knowing that we will never get to the point where our community and law enforcement are of one accord until we have a district attorney's office that respects, reflects, and protects the entire community. All right. Um, 30 seconds left to tell me if our listeners want to know more about you, how do they find out? Sure. Um, you can find me on all social media. It's at Jared, F-O-R-D-A, at Jared for D-A, 
or just Jared Williams for district attorney. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can uh, find us on our website, Jared Williams for district attorney.com. Um, we also have a YouTube page, Jared Williams for district attorney. Uh, where we put out content all the time. So we're not hard to find. All right. Thank you so much for being my guest just for a few minutes to explain why you want to pursue this office. And we wish you the best. Thank you, Janice. This afternoon, we have Miss Natalie Payne. She is our incumbent uh, district attorney for the Augusta Circuit. Uh, she is running as a Republican. And I am posing, Natalie, the same set of questions that I asked to her opponent, Mr. Williams, so you all can compare and contrast to determine who it is that you want to support for this office. How are you doing today, Natalie? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on here. Thank you for being here. Uh, first, Natalie, I want to ask, uh, tell us what you consider to be your most significant accomplishment in your public life. In my public life, I would have to say uh, the formation of CAVE, which is the Crimes Against the Vulnerable and Elderly, um, that task force that I created in this uh, circuit. Um, I think that basically when we had places like Gracewood that were decommissioned, we still had a, a large population and we continue to have a, a population um, really everywhere. Um, people that are dealing with mental health or perhaps just even old age. And we really have to take a community approach at making sure that these people are taken care of um, and not forgotten. There was a lack of oversight, I believe, uh, in dealing with these people that just need some daily assistance. Um, but that formation of CAVE, which uh, is multi-jurisdictional, um, lots of different county agencies, state agencies, uh, community partnerships, I think is a really uh, good example of what we can all accomplish if we all work together and work towards one common goal. Um, but I, I'm exceptionally proud of it. We've, we've shut down um, multiple illegal personal care homes. We've rescued over 100 people from these um, deplorable living conditions. And it's something that's very rewarding, uh, but also very near and dear to my heart. So that's probably the thing that I'm most proud of. Please tell me, Natalie, uh, what... Uh, the role, how you see the role of the DA and why it is so critical? So the district attorney has a very important role as it relates to public safety. We are the last line of um, eyes or set of eyes before a case is brought before um, a grand jury and taken before a trial court. Um, I would say that we probably have a uh, large impact on the quality of life in that you know, if you don't have a district attorney who's going to enforce the rules and enforce the law um, or, or not have the staff that can do that, then you run the risk of having people, um, perhaps violent offenders, put back on the street. But it also is a, a, a certain amount of um, being measured in your approach. I mean, we have to do what's best for our community, what's best for our area. Um, and, and obviously in Richmond, Burke, and Columbia counties, um, these three counties are vastly different. But the DA's role um, under the law is basically to decide which cases to prosecute, which cases not to prosecute, if there's enough evidence to go forward, and to make sure that that uh, is done according to law. All right, very good. And finally, Natalie, if there was one thing that you could change about Augusta, what would that be? I would have to say, um, I think one of the things that plagues our area the most is um, 
is the political divide. Um, I think that sometimes that's rooted in um, some of the racial divide even. And I think that it prevents us from being able to get to a point where we can really make progress for the city. Um, I think there's a lot of division that goes on, little factions of um, alliances that take place even in the commission or um, amongst the different groups, uh, political groups even in Augusta. Um, you know, I think that going kind of back to what I was saying about CAVE, I think it's important that people really start putting their um, desire for this community to succeed and to be the, the, the best that it can be um, in front of their own personal agendas and their own personal desires. I think that um, Augusta has a lot to offer people, but one of the things that we miss is, um, is being able to all work together towards a common ground. Um, you know, it shouldn't matter what political affiliation or, uh, or, or where in the city somebody is from, we should all be able to do what's best for the city as a whole. Okay, great. Thank you for that. And please tell us, uh, where uh, people can get additional information. If our listeners uh, want to learn more about you, your background, your platform, um, how can they do that? Sure. My website is www.nataliepayne.com and my last name is spelled P-A-I-N-E. Sometimes people misspell it with a Y, but um, you can go to my website and, and there's plenty of information online um, that you can find there. Okay, great. Got about 30 seconds. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? I just, I, you know, it's been an honor to serve the community for the past 12 years, and then the last three is the district attorney, and um, I'm really hoping that on November 3rd, I'll have your vote um, and support, because I, there's a lot of things that we still need to do in the DA's office and we, to make it better, um, and to make Augusta better. So I hope I can uh, have your support on November 3rd. Thanks, Natalie, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I hope that helps you listening to your two candidates that you have to choose from. Also want to add a little bit more information in terms of the salary for the DA's position itself. Uh, the most recent information I was able to determine from a quick search on the web uh, was that in, 19, in 2018, uh, Natalie Payne, our current DA, was paid $126,000. So uh, like I said, when you are electing someone, uh, you are essentially hiring them from a, for a job uh, and you want to know what the compensation is or at least the range of the compensation is for that job. Uh, so you know that that is what it was as of 2018. I would imagine it's a little bit higher uh, than that right now, but not much higher than the $126,000 that uh, she was paid in 18. Uh, I hope this has been helpful to you. As uh, we move on to think about shows upcoming for the next few weeks leading up to the November 3rd election, uh, we will start featuring members of our school board. We have a number of candidates for school board. I think I looked uh, earlier, it was 14 candidates. If I'm not mistaken, one of those candidates passed away. One of the people who was running for the District 1 seat, unfortunately, Ms. Cunningham passed away. So condolences to her family, and that means that there are only two competitors in that race. But we will look at all of those races. There are contested, contested seats for all. Uh, so we want you to get prepared um, like we did this time around with this race. And next time we will also uh, look at the job description, so to speak, so you know that, uh, what you're hiring somebody to do. Uh, as always, 
Uh, I will invite people to listen, to go to soundcloud.com slash local matters to see uh, older shows. If you want to listen to some of those shows, I make reference to the one that included Mr. Russell, but there's plenty of other good material there in case you want to go back and listen to those. Uh, as I sign off, as always, I'm going to offer you my second, my first favorite verse, which is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and online at WKZK.net because local matters.